I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The musical, whether on stage or screen, it can transport you to a different time, place and emotion with a well-choreographed dance routine or lung-busting, note-perfect, banging tune. For over a 100 years, the musical has given us so many moments that we all hold dear to our hearts. Here's our fact hunter, Neil, with 10 musical facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So here we go. The first ever movie musical was The Jazz Singer in 1927. The first stage musical to be performed is believed to be The Black Crook in 1866. We're on a mission from God. The most successful movie musical so far is 2019's Lion King. It grossed 1.6 billion. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to go right. There we go. Oh, bollocks. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. How are you, my pretty? <laughs> uh, the most go. successful stage musical, again, is The Lion King, with the takings of around 8.2 billion. Uh... Hugh Jackman was offered the role of the Phantom in the movie version, but turned it down to do Van Helsing instead. Because we can, can, can! <laughs> the longest-running musical on Broadway is The Phantom of the Opera, and in the UK, it's Les Miserables. Such a perfect specimen of manhood. Nicole Kidman fractured two ribs and tore a knee cartilage after falling during the performance of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend in Moulin Rouge. She also revealed that she broke a rib while getting into her corset. <laughs> well, 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 uh... <laughs> Julie Andrews was always the first choice to play Maria in The Sound of Music, but Shirley Jones and, Cra- and Grace Kelly were also considered. West Side Story won 10 Academy Awards, making it the musical with the most Oscar wins ever. Leonardo DiCaprio, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal were all considered for the role of Christian in Moulin Rouge before Ewan McGregor was cast. And there we are. Hey! 
Oh, thank you very much for that, Neil. Now, you'll recognise our guest for this episode from such shows as People Just Do Nothing, Man Down and Derek. Please welcome the wonderful and wonderfully snotty Ruth Bratz. <laughs> Yay! Yay! It's been a long time in the making, but we finally we are finally here. So good to see you. Oh, don't say sorry. We felt sorry for you. Yeah, bless you. Pathetic, boys. It was pathetic. (laughs) It was when when we were like, oh, let's do it. And I went, yeah. And when you said, do you think you could still do it? And in my head, I was going, yeah, I absolutely could. And then um, I tried to, I tried to talk on the telephone for five minutes to someone and I just went oh no there's nothing <laughs> there's literally like not a brain cell firing oh you bless know you. so it's weird how it gets you though, isn't it? I, I had it over Christmas and it was it, it wasn't feeling well for me it wasn't feeling ill, it was just feeling tired all the time. Oh it's just it's it's absolutely crazy. But yeah. you're feeling a lot better now. I'm I take so it that you're actually negative now and you're able to go out am, and all that all. I am negative. I tested negative um on Thursday, I think. But I had that thing, you know, where you think you've tested negative, but there's that like weird ghost line. Yes. Like, is oh. it a line? Or am I just seeing lines because they've always been like yeah. And so I couldn't tell. So I left it an extra day just to be on the double safe side, even though I could have gone out when I was ill these days. Yeah, yeah. well, but you know, this is it. Um, it changes all the time, doesn't, doesn't it? So. it? So, yeah, so I'm all negative now and did showstopper on Monday, which was. Interesting. <laughs> 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 I have a lot of breath, so it's fine. Oh, bless you. So I when played you do... an old lady. That's oh, right. So yeah. you're right. So, so when you're going back into doing that, did it? Did you need to do a bit of preparation to go back into sort of doing the show? Well, I sort of didn't have time because so basically, so I'd been um, away doing a different improvised musical um, in Northampton, and, and that was where we all caught it. The whole cast caught it. Um, Luckily, we'd finished the show. We literally finished the show on the Saturday night. I drove home on the Sunday morning and said to my mate, I was like, is it really cold in the car? And she was like, I don't think so. I was like, oh, I'm freezing. And then uh, then that was it. So I sort of went from, you know, like full on to literally nothing and then um, started to feel better on Saturday and then was in the show on Monday. Oh, right. I mean, there was literally no... No doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because I've done it before, I think, because I've been through it before. So I need to do the breathing exercises. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're here to, to count down our top 10 music. But we're not talking about top 10 COVID moments. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to do top 10 or 100 or top 100 yeah. COVID moves. Um, so obviously, you're a musicals fan. Yeah. Um, now, we did decide that we're not going to do Disney musicals for this one because I, I think you could you could do a whole top 10 on just disney musicals i think yeah i mean it's really hard i found this really hard when mm. i said oh let's do top 10 musicals and then i went oh, no. <laughs> i mean my short list is i think 30 I, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's so many i could have done a top 30 easily yeah so my, I, I started getting really strict with myself like well right. no, now this one has got that bad song in it so mm. Right, okay. Well, kick us off then, Ruth, with your number 10 musical. Right. <laughs> so my number 10, this is really difficult. Like, so, I could, oh. so I've got a lot at number 10. Okay. <laughs> I've got like 10 at number 10. So I'm just going to pick a random one out of the 10. Um, I'm going to go with um, Waitress. 
Okay. Okay. I know. I know. I like that. I like that response. Mm. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I will admit I've never heard of it. Now I will also say. I'm 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 not a theatre goer. I have been to the theatre. Some of the ones that I've got in my top ten are from the theatre. I tend to watch the movie versions. That's, I've got a mishmash mixture. That's so. good then. So explain to me what waitress. Sell it to me. Sell it. Sell. So, waitress, I think, was a film in like the 1990s or something, and then they turned it into a musical a few years ago. And um, uh, and, and so my reason for loving it is very specific. So. It's it's about a woman who is a waitress in a small town, America, and her mum taught her how to bake and make pies, and she makes these amazing pies, and she's in a kind of sort of dead end marriage and dead end job, and you know, and then um, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying she finds out she's pregnant and it, it, she's trying to escape from her life, but you know, then it, and then there's a love interest and then and there's a lot but there's a lot of like really wonderful female friendships in it that's very the the kind of love stuff is what's the word extraneous to it it's like a little bit of extra it's like real be the the women's relationships more interesting um and the um the woman who sang it who did it on broadway who originated it it's just unbelievable and I have a, a massive talent crush on her she's like oh right and we we were the showstoppers were um going over to the states and so we had to know all the stuff that was over there and so we were watching and it was before I think it was before maybe just before it had opened or it was just opening and we were looking for you know stuff on it and um we looked on YouTube and there's um, there's footage of her in rehearsal singing the kind of big, the big song. Mm. And genuinely, I watched it and I just wept. Right. I just wept because her voice is beautiful and her acting is beautiful. And, um, and then when we were over there, we went to see it and she is phenomenal um, and everyone in it was great and it's funny and it's silly and it's sad and it's interesting and it you know I mean I don't think it's a perfect musical but that's why it's at number 10 right. uh, it's it's just it's very interesting and the the music's great it's by Sarah but I don't know how you say her name Sarah Bareilles Sarah Bareilles he's like known as like a singer-songwriter pop I recognize the name yeah, yeah. I recognize the name yeah um, and she took over from Jessie Muller um when uh, Jesse Miller left um uh, and you know so it's the music's very um it was very much like um sort of my teenage my teenage loving sing- female singer songwriters in the 90s that kind of you know and it that, it sounds like that and you go oh yeah I know this you know and it's just really it's really lovely it's a lovely musical I really like it yeah. I highly recommend it okay. when we went and saw it though me and my mate Pippa loved it, and the guys could kind of take it or leave it, which right. was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Have you have you heard of this one, Neil? Oh yes, yeah, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Uh, yeah. Alas, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched the movie. I think it was early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's, yeah, I don't know when it was, but yeah, I've but never um, seen the movie, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen the movie. But yeah, I know of it, but not seen <laughs> it. And I would right. see it. I'd love to see it because I'm a huge 
musical theatre goer. So you you like the musical theatre? I do you love like them. The yes. Uh, and talking about that, Neil, what's your number ten? So um, I chose. I'll just quickly give you an idea. I've chosen the musicals that I've either seen recently, listened to recently, or rewatched recently on film. And number ten is Pink Floyd: The Wall. Which is a bit of a left field one, I know, but I it is a musical because the whole film is basically the album. Bob Geldof plays Pink, the distraught and troubled singer of the band, and it goes through his life. And as Pav knows, and I will tell everybody, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan and probably one of my favourite albums of all time. So to have the movie to take it with you. Now, it's at number 10 because I find it a little bit depressing, <laughs> <laughs> the movie. It's it's one I will put on if I'm, not, if I'm feeling a bit in that mood, if you know what I mean. I can tolerate it then. But, yeah, I watched it recently and I was blown away with the Gerald Scarf um, animations so so good in it everything is really good even Bob Geldof is a really good actor in it so Bob Hoskins is in it if you have not seen it um, Alan Parker I, directed yeah, it not. this is where yeah. another brick in the wall comes from isn't it is that right? well, the album yeah is yeah. that where the is that animation on the video is that where that comes from a little bit of it not a lot that was primarily the uh, for the for the single but yeah so I would highly recommend it if anybody's a fan of the uh, album if, if if anybody feels like getting depressed, then why yeah, not that's the only problem. It's a little bit down. There's no other way. You can't sugarcoat it. It's no. a little bit of. A, I mean, if there isn't enough bit. for people to be depressed about at the moment, <laughs> yeah. go and watch Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. But it's it's accompanied by such beautiful music, you know. And okay. like I said, the Gerald Scarf animations are just uh, sublime. I I love his animations anyway. The way he does uh, the political stuff and everything, it's just really funny. But yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, Ooh. one to go on the list. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Pink Floyd fan, so I, I yeah, I, that'll I, be a long time in your but, we'll take you to watch. But, but if you're not a Pink Floyd fan, is it something that you can still watch and get something out of? I would say you would have to be a, probably a fan of the album, right? To okay. to you might do. I mean, you know, none so strange as folks. You might do, but I've never seen anybody who sat and watched it without knowing the songs does that make sense right. or knowing the music so okay yeah be lost on me then probably <laughs> okay thank you probably you might be going what the hell is this all about <laughs> i just go and play the hits play yeah. the hits uh my number 10 is far from depressing it's the blues brothers fantastic um I don't i i mean I, there isn't a time this is one of those movies where if you're flicking around and you and it's on i'll watch it from wherever it is um it's not just the fact it's got amazing music it's not just the fact it's like really really funny it's got amazing cameos it's um dan Aykroyd, john belushi i mean dan Aykroyd at the top of his form john belushi at the top of his form john landis oh, there is anything... that stretch didn't he, he had oh, a stretch I mean, of no. movies john an amazing landis, stretch just of movies brilliant um and it's got everything you need everything you need carrie, carrie fisher, fisher yeah. carrie fisher uh, and she always said that she enjoyed kissing John Belushi more than Harrison Ford. Oh, there you go. I mean, I I'll take her word for it. I mean, really, Carrie? I I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, unless who knows? John Belushi could have been a really amazing kisser. Yeah. yeah. And Harrison Ford could just not be interested in kissing. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, at the time, I think Harrison Ford was doing more than kissing Carrie Fisher at the time. That's right. Because yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that sort of. Clouded a judgment a uh, little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, possibly. 
but that nearly made my top 10 as well, the Blues Brothers, but it just nudged out. I thought I've got to make a decisive decision. That's fine. It's fantastic. They did a stage show of it very briefly. It was a touring one, didn't they? I don't know whether it's still going. I've I've never seen it, but... No. I've not seen uh, it on stage. No, but I wondered how it went on the stage, if you know. I remember when we went to um, Universal Studios Orlando 2008 and they do a Blues Brothers street show. Right, and two guys come on, and they, they, you know, one's tall and thin, and one's short and fat with a little, little goatee beard. The guy who played Elwood is that? Yeah, that was Dan Aykroyd's character. That is, yeah. Was the spitting image of a guy that I was working with at the time in Swindon. <laughs> I had to take a. I took a picture with him and sent it to this guy and said, "Look, who I've just met," and he was a spitting image, and it and it freaked me the. Because I looked at him, I thought, "Oh my god, that's him!" And then we went back again, 2019, and we watched the same show, and it was the same guy still doing it, still doing it, unbelievable. And we also went and saw a pirate, one of those sort of interactive pirate shows where you have food, and he was at that as well. So obviously he was flitting around everywhere, doing everything in Orlando, but freaky, really freaky. Uh, Ruth, your number nine, please. My number nine is Jesus Christ Superstar. Whoa. <laughs> Why do you say that laughing? <laughs> it's such a ridiculous, it's such a ridiculous musical. It's ridiculous. I, here's, I was like, here's a big admission. No big fan of Lloyd Webber. No right. Big. Okay. Uh, but I think Jesus I'm with Christ you on Superstar, that. I think is, a, is probably a work of genius. But it's so of its time, mm. like it's so seventies, so seventies. Mm. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen the film of it that they did. Yeah, in the that's movies, what I've which seen. Is genuinely one of my favourite things because it's just a trip, right? It's just <laughs> like yeah. weird, and they're all on a bus, and then and that guy's voice is like, oh, I mean, it's <laughs> amazing, um, you know. And I mean, the the women's parts are not. particularly interesting there's a woman washing a man's feet and (laughs) telling him not to be worried and then she loves him but doesn't know how to oh that's that's what women do (laughs) but um it's really i love it i do love it i love singing along to it and um you know it's just such a it's also got great rhythms in it like really you know because it's rock rather than theater and it's got some really interesting rhythms in it that you know when we talk about improvising musicals like those are the ones that we go how how would you improvise that like because you know it's much easier to improvise in four than it is to (laughs) improvise in five um so but i i love it i love it but it's kitsch and ridiculous it's ridiculous and it's so overblown like Mm. musicals are overblown right that's but it's so overblown i guess been a long time since I've seen the movie. I was just is about Paul to see Nicholas the same. Or was um, he just the stage show? No, I think he uh, no, I, I don't know he is in it. He, wasn't he in um he was wasn't he in um he's not he wasn't Godspell, was he? Because Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar the same sort of time. Uh, he I know he was in didn't he do hair as well? He did do hair, yeah. yeah. Um I'm gonna have to have a look now. Yeah, I don't think he's in the movie. Maybe he is. Maybe I've maybe I've misremembered it. 
Yeah, it's, it's be honest, I listen to the vinyl more than I want. <laughs> oh, well, that's um, yeah, nice. The original vinel is the original vinyl. Wow, the original awesome. vinyl, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Right, Pav's gonna have some answers. He's been looking on something that you can yeah. find out. No, I can't see him. I no, so no. no. Maybe he was in the stage show. He yeah, he did, I mean, he did all theater, that didn't he? Stuff, didn't he? Did yeah, yeah, it's a David. Ted Neely played Jesus Christ. Oh, he was so brilliant. What a voice. What a voice. There you go. There you go. Good one. Okay, Neil, you're number nine, please. So this has been on another top ten that I've done before. It's an Elvis one. It's Viva Las Vegas. I really enjoy this one. It's so crap but great it, you know, <laughs> it's the only way of putting it well that's it. pretty you much know, all Elvis films yeah, aren't they they're, they're... and the, the dodgy racing with the screen behind when they're racing it always makes me chuckle now but the songs in it are so good so good and it's probably I think it's when Elvis was uh, pretty much his coolest and he, he rumoured to have a fling with Anne Margaret on the set didn't he he, he was rumoured to be uh, doing things uh, extracurricular activities <laughs> Uh, Wasn't that a rumour like on nearly all of his films? Yeah, the only one I know that was true was Sybil Shepherd, wasn't it? Be- uh, forgive me for this, Ruth, but if you read, um, there's a, I can't remember the, what the book's called, the Elvis book's really thick, and it says that Sybil Shepherd taught Elvis cunnilingus. There you go. Okay. He'd never okay. done it until he met her. Wow. There's a fact for you. It might be on Pointless next week, so there you go. Remember <laughs> yeah. it, all right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, why wasn't that one of the facts at the start, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you are. Okay. But yes, uh, I I'll don't know whether you're never look at Sybil Shepherd the same. Ruth. I'll never watch Moonlight in the same again. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm a, I, love, I do love an Elvis movie. Yeah. Mm. I do love them. They're just so they're like camp comfort and fun, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, like so camp and fun. I, 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 but I can only wa- I can only half watch them. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, half, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I can spend any time on them. In, no, in yeah, the, yeah. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Yeah. I don't then, mean that as a criticism of any sort. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the sort of thing. If I'm flitting around, but I can have the TV on, I'll put one on. It's that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and I, love, I'm, I'm I mean, I do love Elvis, and I, you know, I mean, who would mm, the beautiful, would ridiculous, beautiful man with yeah. beautiful voice? And, uh, Are you looking for the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie? Um, I didn't know there was one. I'm oh, very... have you not seen the trailer? No, yeah. Oh, after we finish, watch the trailer and tell me who you think Tom Hanks, where Tom Hanks is, because Tom Hanks is in the movie, pretty unrecognisable. Really? Yeah, he's yeah. not Elvis. Put it that way. He's, he's not. <laughs> Not like what, the, um, ca- I was going to say Captain Sanders, but that's he's not, not Captain yeah. Sanders. He is um, yeah, Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah, that's yeah. who he's playing. You but can tell looks, when he speaks. You yeah, can tell. Yeah, but yeah. it looks very, very. But interesting. when does that come out? Soon. I'm not sure. I it's, think it's summer. I think June. It? I think it's June. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the Ooh. guy they got playing Elvis. There are certain shots of him, and it looks just like Elvis. Yeah, you need someone who looks like Elvis. Mm, yeah. They got pretty good, I think. And it looks very good. It looks very Baz Luhrmann-ish. It does look very Baz Luhrmann-ish. But uh, that, that could be a good thing. Could Pretty be a luck, bad thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, my number nine is the classic Wizard of Oz. Oh, I um, forgot about the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, that's my number three. Oh, is that's that your number, number three? three yeah. Okay. Um I mean, I don't think there's anything else you can say about The Wizard of Oz that hasn't already been said, but classic songs, 
mm. classic storytelling, beautifully shot. Um, yeah, I don't think it is. I, I mean, we hate the I word. We, hate, we, we hate the I word. We do. But, but it, it is, is an iconic musical and film, it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So Garland, many different scenes in it that, that are. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's just mm. an amazing, amazing performance from everybody. Yeah. You know, and I must admit, I, I think it took me a long time into my adulthood to realise that the people that were around Dorothy in the black and white bits are the people that are in okay. color bits. I didn't; it never dawned on me until I was probably about, I don't know, thirty, probably sitting <laughs> in bed going, "Jesus Christ, they're the same <laughs> people!" Just <laughs> independently, not after watching it. Uh, but yeah, that, it's, but yeah, it's up there with one. It would probably be in my top ten movies, maybe Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I would say that would be a good time. Yeah, it's it's one of the musicals I think I've watched probably the most. Mm. I love it. I absolutely it love beautiful. it. It is a beautiful movie. I find it very relaxing as well because it takes you back, me back to a childhood as well. Yeah, it really does take me back. I think it's probably got the first thing that I was ever truly scared of was the the Wicked Witch. Yeah, and the monkeys. The monkeys yeah, still yeah, the scary. monkeys are terrifying. Yeah. yeah, just genuinely used to scare me, just the 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 look of the witch's face and mm. the green when she melts. And, and were they actually monkeys? I, I don't believe so. What no. were they then? I don't know. I'm not, if you look, they've almost got a human quality. So maybe they were munchkins. <laughs> All right, maybe. I mean, they I don't did, know, uh, they the movie's nearly the 100 years old and we still don't know who the monkeys were. Yeah. <laughs> they were a band from America. <laughs> they were, yes. Well done. Uh, go on then, Ruth, your number eight, please. Uh, my number eight is The Last Five Years. Oh. Oh, have you never seen oh, that? No. no. I, no um, I can't watch it anymore because it breaks my heart. Oh, my oh. God. So it's... it's um. It's written, um, it's a man and a woman, it's their relationship over five years, but the woman is going backwards through the relationship and the man is going forwards. Okay. Um, so there's a crossover in the middle and it's absolutely heartbreaking. Mm. The opening number and the closing number are two of the saddest things. <laughs> really? And I genuinely... Cannot like when it comes onto my iPad or iPad when it comes onto my Spotify or whatever, whatever it is I listen to it on. I can't remember now. Um, I, I have to, I have to shuffle forward. I can't. So is it a movie or is it it's a, a movie? Theater show? Yeah. Not so a it's Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. Okay. Well, it's um. So it was a. St- it was obviously it was a stage thing first. It's mm. um. Oh, um, 20, Yeah, and it's. They do. They're very good in it. They do a really good job. Um, I've not heard of and them. it's. I remember I was watching it. With, what was it called once more? It's called the last five years. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. And we did. We've always struggled in Stopper. Like, how do we do that? How do you nail that? Because one of the things is that someone is moving forward, someone's moving backwards, but they're not. They're. It's going song. And so in rehearsal, once we tried to do one. And me and Justin did one where it it started with me. We just did it in one song of me at his funeral. And then I moved backwards and he moved forwards. And it ended with me waiting for our first date. 
Oh, right. And by the time we finished, we were in tears. Everyone was in tears. We were like, we could never do this again. <laughs> that was it. We never tried it again because it was just, it was so great, but it was also so painful that we were like, this is just. So did you do that before or after you saw the, the film? Um... I think it was probably before we saw the film. So when you saw the film, you thought, oh, shit, I've got to go through this again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So we'd obviously, because we listened to everything. Yeah. You know, we listened to all the musicals. So, um, but, but yeah, you don't always watch all of them. But mm. And especially if they're not out, you know, if they haven't been filmed yet or whatever. Yeah. But when the last five years came out, me and my me and my then boyfriend watched it. We were just like, I will watch it with you know, sitting on the sofa like <laughs> really oh messy, God. snotty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and hunt that down. That's another one on the, on the yeah. list. Then. It's I think really it good, and the music prime video. Way. You'd love it, yeah. love it. Wow. Okay, then uh, Neil, you're number eight. So some people might argue this isn't a musical. I think it is, and I'd love to see it on stage, and it's South Park, the movie. <laughs> I think the songs in this, and it's so relevant still today as it was yesteryear. Um, the songs are fantastic. I think it, um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker is fantastic. If you've ever seen the Book of Mormon, I think it's a work of genius, um, one of the funniest things. And I think South Park, uh, South Park could work as well if they were to do it right. Um, yeah, I think that's all I can say about it. Uh, favorite songs, of course, is uh, Uncle Fucker, always <laughs> makes me laugh. Just going and through then, my head at the moment, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all the songs are really good. Uh, Big Gay Owls, a big set piece at the end. I'm super, thanks for asking. Um, are all just brilliant, brilliant songs, really well written, really, really funny. And I've not yet bored of watching that movie at all. It's it's a bit like Pav's carry on go to, a South Park go to for me. Is I'll put that on my headphones, go to sleep to it, it makes me laugh and feel good. My God, <laughs> imagine having that running through your subconscious as you're yeah. sleeping. <laughs> The Devil's Song, Saddam Hussein, and all of those bits we all remember. I can remember buying the the, the Christmas singles they had, Mr. Hanky, The Christmas Poo, yeah. and Chocolate Salty Balls. That was a number one, wasn't it? Chocolate Salty Balls. It was. Yeah. It was. My wife could never understand why I like those. She goes, why are you <laughs> listening to that? It's funny. So because it's funny and they're really good ch- Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh is a great yeah. song they're good songs yeah, yeah. they're really I mean, good songs have both of you seen the Book of Mormon well you I've have not seen the Book no. of Mormon no. have you Ruth I've never actually seen it oh, I've never I seen highly it. recommend it highly it is so wrong in parts but so right yeah. it really is they don't care they go for it in every <laughs> no, way that's definitely true they don't care yeah and I just think the songs in that are just as catchy as the South Park one honestly um, check it out go and have a riotous evening again I've not oh, seen yeah. that for a long long time and I must yeah. revisit that I think yeah mm. yeah it's well uh, worth it okay my number eight um, uh, was the well it's the movie that I'm doing is Little Shop of Horrors well, that's my number five. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I was watching on um, on YouTube, I was watching one of the little making of featurettes about it, and they were saying about how they did the uh, Audrey 2 puppet. 
Okay. It was a lot more complicated than I thought it was. I thought it was just some guy working it like a Muppet kind of thing. But there were like five or six people. Yeah. They filmed it at like, did they film it at half speed or they filmed it at like twice speed? That's right. And then, and then played it back at normal speed. So Rick Moranis had to act doing it at a funny speed. So when it played back, the articulation of Audrey 2 was a lot more... more um real life real life it's a fucking plant but you know what i mean yeah um i i mean just for steve martin in it is is would yeah, put it in my yeah, top yeah. 10 just for that i watched the jerk yeah. again over the weekend and i absolutely <laughs> my wife again she didn't quite understand why i was laughing at it but um she, all she kept saying was isn't that racist isn't that racist <laughs> what they just said <laughs> no it's just comedy yeah um but yeah little shop of horrors um Bill Murray, obviously, as well. Yeah, I think it's got a cracking, cracking set of songs. I've seen it on oh, stage yeah, as well, um, not a touring production. And the Audrey 2's live on stage with you on that as well. It's really how they do it. And uh, there's a few extra tracks on the stage version, isn't there? But all the classics are in there. Suddenly Seymour, I think, is a beautiful song. I really yeah. do think it's a beautiful song. It's a song. beautiful song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. And so is um, Somewhere That's Green. They're yeah. They're beautiful yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, they really yeah. are. But again, yeah. very funny as so well. Funny. Isn't it? Very mm. funny. Uh, Rick Moranis never been better, I don't think, than that. Uh, Ruth, your number seven, please. My number seven is Hamilton. I'll talk about this a little bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to admit, I still haven't seen it. What the fuck is wrong with you, Neil? Uh, time, pal. Yeah, I know. Time. I know. It's only a number seven because I really struggled with putting numbers on any of these. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, none of these are like in any like real order, and it's just mm. like give it a random number, and you know, um, I think it's a, it's so fascinating, it's such a fascinating piece of work, and um, uh, the performances are amazing, and it's great to see you know, that kind of, that kind of diversity without comment, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like they're just, they're just whatever, whoever they are playing, whoever they're playing. And I, I love that um, kind of, and it makes it so much more interesting. Things are so much more interesting when they're diverse. And, and, and the music's so interesting and it's such a mm. departure from, you know, there's so many things that are trying to be Hamilton now. Which tells you how great it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um, must, I must get. And it is. I mean, it's on. I know we're not saying Disney, but it's, <laughs> it is on Disney Plus. Yeah, no, yeah. I've seen it. I Disney really have Plus, seen but, it on there. Yeah. But I would say it's really worth going seeing it. Yeah. Live. If if there's anything about the pandemic that is a positive, it is that's what made me discover Hamilton. Yeah. Because it was, apart from that, I think Tiger King, they were the two things during the first lockdown that people went, you've got to see this, you've got to see this. Mm-hmm. And I knew absolutely nothing about it. I thought that it was about, like, the first ethnic minorities that got into yeah. the government. That's what I thought it was. And I'm not a rap fan. I don't like that kind of music at all. So I thought, oh, everybody else is watching Tiger King and Hamilton. Let's put it on. And that first... I was fucking sold straight away. And I was mesmerized for whatever it is, two hours and 40 minutes of that runtime. Do you know what you should do? There's um, 
there's a thing, there's a website, I can't remember what it's called, or get the book, where um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda takes apart all the lyrics. Right. And explains it. And the level, the, the levels oh. of complexity in those, in, in those lyrics are just, you would not believe it. Like, you know, even, even down to the complexities of the doubling up of characters. Mm. So like someone says, um, we, um, we, we fought with him. We, we fought with him. And the two characters who say we fought with him are the two, uh, the, those two actors play the characters who fought by his side, but also fight against him. So they fight with him. So yeah. it's like, even down to like little, mm. little snicks like that. And you're like, it's, it, I mean, it's so complex. And there's some stuff that got cut from it that you can hear as well. And um, one of the showstoppers, Adam, for sound check, learnt one of the raps that oh, was right. cut from it. Uh, oh. And it's, it, it's so complicated and so rich and so, you know, and it is, fascinating fascinating mm. how that, all of that and i i just but you know i i wish i wish i'd seen it the way you saw it where i didn't really know anything about it right my problem was was when i went and saw it when it finally opened in london and we had tickets and then it didn't open it the opening got delayed so our tickets got delayed and it was all it's quite stressful <laughs> trying to get to see it and um but obviously by the time it had opened, we because we'd had to we had to know it for shows to before then. So we'd all heard it, we'd all listened mm. to it, we'd all so we all so when we when we saw it for the first time, we already knew a little bit we knew too much about it for it to be entirely surprising and new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is a little part of me that wishes I'd I'd seen it before I knew what it was, because then yeah. I think I would have been like bah! Yeah, that's yeah. right. And there's a great video on YouTube. I think it's some um, poetry evening at the White House, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Barack Obama and his wife and that are in the front uh, front row. And there's Lin Manuel Miranda saying, "I'm I'm working on this new thing now. It's about Alexander Hamilton, and it's a, a, a rap." And they all going, "Ha ha ha!" So let me just do the first, and he does the first like Alexander Hamilton. And they're all sort of laughing, thinking, oh, what this is a comedy joke thing. And then you'd realise, oh, my God, if you just know what's going to happen and what a phenomenon this is going to become. Um, we went, I went and saw it with my wife. Uh, oh, God, when was it? Last year. And I'm so glad I was wearing a mask because when it became, when it was, it's quiet uptown, mm. I bored my eyes out. Abs- yeah. And I cry every time I hear it on my on my phone or if I'm watching there was just something about that, but that song, I was stifling. Like people couldn't see because my, you know, my mouth was covered by the mask. But I was sobbing my heart out, and it's a yeah, beautiful messy, song. Messy sobbing—that's what musicals are for. Exactly, and it really just got to me. But it's—I'm a massive Lin Manuel Miranda fan. I've just over the last two, three weeks watched Encanto. Oh God! And oh my God, that's another one. <laughs> so and I think he's that guy that once you get into that groove of someone, um, in the Heights, I watched that and absolutely love that. There isn't anything that that guy does. Uh, tick, tick, boom! I thought was fantastic. Oh my God! I just, I just, you know, I'll give him all my money. There's something about that guy. He just and you, but you know, it's his stuff. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. he, you can hear in every one of his things. That's a Lin Mo- Mo- Moana. 
Another one. Holy shit. Everything he does. Such as the gold. Mm. Anyway, so there you go. You know what my number one is now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, say that's my number one at the end. Okay, uh, Neil, your number seven, please. So I love both versions uh, when it's done well. It's Oliver. I love the movie. I think Ron Moody is probably the best Fagin there has ever been. Also, I got I met my idol, didn't I? You did meet your <laughs> Mark idol, Lester. Uh, got to friend, got to be quite friendly with him, and uh, great. But I've also seen it on stage a really great production of Sam Mendes did a production of Oliver with Jonathan Price's Fagin. I was lucky enough to go to the first <laughs> week opening of that at the Palladium. Uh, I have to say. Um, Jonathan Price's fame was phenomenal, but he was no Ron Moody. Ron Moody apparently <laughs> on the stage was a, a, a force to behold. But, you know, on the movie, the kids are fantastic. I think Jack Wilde is superb as the Artful Dodger. I think he really was good. Um, yeah, and the songs are classic. Lionel Bart songs are just timeless and great. Yeah, a great musical. Great, great musical. And probably from quite harrowing doing... subject matter, really, it is, when yeah. the book, yeah. My godson's doing it tonight. It says, oh, is he? Night in Oliver. Oh, yeah, wow. I don't know what he's playing. Uh, we said, what are, you, what are you playing? And he said, um, the, the person who brings Oliver the chair. But we, we, <laughs> we think there must be something else. Too. Right, yeah, <laughs> the person that brings Oliver the chair. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, that'll be in the programme, will it? Person yeah. brings Oliver the chair. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be getting if you really wanted to be an Oliver, but you got cast as Bill Sykes? You wouldn't have a song, would you? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, well, that'd be good for some people. They might not want to sing. No, but if yeah. you I said if you wanted to. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was a really good production with Jonathan Price. It was a really grand scale thing. Yeah. Sam Mendes is a great theatre director. People forget that. That's where he started his forte, wasn't it? Okay, nice. With your favourite friend ever, Mark Lester. Yeah, Mark Lester. He's a lovely guy. He really is. He is. He really is. Chiropractor now. There you go. Really? Yeah. In Cheltenham, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Cheltenham, Ooh. just down the road. Okay, my number seven. Uh, I know Neil likes this one. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh... I'll talk about that later. Okay. Neil's <laughs> <laughs> already regaled us with the story on which I can't remember which episode it was that we. Oh uh, yeah, about. I can't remember. Um, I can quickly summarise for Ruth. Um, quickly summarise again, Neil. Come basically, on. I went. Uh, I went up to, the, to London with my friend to a funeral. It might sound very, uh, very uh, depressing, but he was um, a guy that looked after a, a few of the theatres in London. Um, we went to the, his funeral. Afterwards, it was an uplifting funeral. We decided to go to a stage show. Rocky Horror was on. It was the 25th anniversary. We were both in our black suits, black ties, where we took our ties off, but we were still suited and booted. The only seats available were right at the front row, which was fun, fine and fantastic. Sat there, and it was um, all going away. And there was a very, let's put it this way, an ample woman behind us in a basque. And... Um, Right at the big, uh, I think it was the literally the um, time warp song. She was up dancing and she spilled out. <laughs> she came right out. But the thing is, was when I turned around, they were slapping. My friend was very bold, and they were slapping his head, and he was sat there, the most miserable man. Going for Christ's sake, <laughs> he's going like that. Of course, that gave me the giggles for the whole of the bloody show, didn't it? But yeah, that's what happened when I went to see the Rocky Horror Show in London. 
Well, I don't think I can add anything else to that. So number seven for me is Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> fantastic songs. We'll talk about Great. that. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Uh, Ruth, your number six, please. Les Miserables. It was on my honourables. It nearly made my top ten. Yeah. yeah I've only I... ever seen the movie. So loads so... of people I know say how fantastic this is. So why is it so fantastic? Um, everything, well, hasn't if it? If you wrote, if you wrote, Lame as Rob, you'd go, I never need to do anything again in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's it's it. Pen down, done, retire. Finished. Yeah. One, it's sung through, which is unusual. Um, oh, the stage one. I can't remember. Is the movie sung Yeah, the movie's yeah. completely yeah. musical as well. Um, and um, that's, that's, not, that's not very standard these days. That doesn't happen a lot. Um, and... It's um, it's so lush. Like it, again, it's so over the top in its lusciousness. And it was like the first one where there's like a way of doing Les Mis that is only Les Mis. Like no, you don't hear those that kind of voice or that kind of way of singing. Kind of, or you didn't anyway until mm. Les Mis. You know, and it's just um, the the songs. Are be- I mean, one the source material is pretty. Pretty fucking great, like you know. I mean, yeah. as, as far as source material goes, that's pretty, pretty good, um, pretty up there. And um, and it's just, it's just so brilliant. And I, so when we, when I was little, when it start, when it first came out, my mum had been to see it. Um, my mum had been to see it with school. I think she was a teacher, and um, and she loved it. She loved it, and she bought the, she bought the tape, the the two, the double cassette Perfect. tape of the original London cast recording, which if you test, I can sing you the whole thing, everything, the whole thing. I know okay, all the Okay, go words. on then, off, off you go. But only that, so I don't know all of the, the sung through bits and I don't know all of the, but I know, like I could sing you the whole thing because we listen to it in the car constantly. Mm. And then she said to my dad, I really think the kids should go and see this. We should go and see it. And we went to see it and, um, the only, <laughs> the only the only seats we could get were a, a box, which you think, oh, a box, but at the palace, the the box was it, was, it wasn't at the palace, I can't remember where it was. The the box that we were in was at the back of the stalls, behind the stalls, is were some boxes. So you're in a box, and then there's the aisle, and then there's the seats so in the interval everyone thought it was selling ice cream um, <laughs> um, but also the 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 um the circle comes a really long way out so i watched it as a nine-year-old going hey this is incredible you know and there was like you know there was some stuff going on on stage and it was all great and i saw it again when i was in my 20s and that was when i finally saw the barricade okay. <laughs> because i hadn't seen it because the circle came so far out. Your sight line was half of half of the stage. Right. And when you actually see it, and you know it's got this huge barricade, and then there's the bit where um, we commit suicide off the bridge, and he, mm. he falls, and the bridge shoots up into the sky, and you know all that stuff. And it's just, but it's so it's so over emotional and so you know, and oh, and as a teenager, you know, like Eponine or um. Uh, on my own and all that oh yeah unrequited love oh you know yeah it's everything it's everything a teenage girl dreams of you know that kind of overwrought mm. emotion um 
I love it. And and I love it unironically. Because I think a lot of people kind of love it ironically. Yeah. And I love it utterly unironically. I and, think I think uh, also, Ruth, it's one of those shows that is really beneficial from seeing it live. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the film was great, mm. actually. I thought they did a really good job on the film. But I there's something about seeing that one live and you know the bodies on the barricade and the mm. and it's so um it it's just there's something about it. It's very special and visceral and emotional and it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it has every emotion, doesn't it? Because you have yeah. proper laughs, like the master of the house uh, mm-hmm. scene and uh, song and scene. It's bloody hilarious when they do yeah. it on stage. And it's I knew, so I knew, good. Because I knew all the words. And I remember being in the car with my nan and my mum. And, it, you know, the, we had it on in the car because we always do. And lovely ladies came on. <laughs> and I was singing along at nine because I didn't know that ready for a thick one or a quick one in the park i didn't know what on earth that meant because <laughs> i knew the words standing up or lying down or anywhere tall bargain prices up against the wall i was singing that i didn't know what it meant <laughs> my grandmother was like should she be listening to this should she <laughs> um but you know and it is really funny but it's also really bleak like it's so mm. bleak but it is very fun. The Master of the House is great. Yeah, it's a great song. Highly recommend you go and see it next time in London, Pav. Genuinely. Yes. Yeah. Genuinely yeah. go and see okay. it. It's still brilliant after yeah. 30 squid years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still stands up as like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, I think I've seen it three now. I saw it at the Palace, and then I've seen it where it is now in London, and then I saw the touring production. Yeah. It's right. really good. Really okay. good. Well worth it. Well worth it. All right, I will take that recommendation. Next time I'm... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. London Way. Yes. Uh, Neil, then, your number six, please. So people might think this should be higher. I don't know where to put it, but it's an all-time classic. I've seen it both live and the film is Grease. That's my number three. It's oh. Greece. Although my London experience of seeing it on the stage was slightly dampened when the they forgot to turn the mics off and somebody went, the audience really aren't reacting. <laughs> really loud. So who did you who was your Danny and Sandy? I can't remember. It was no, it was like somebody from Hollyoaks or something was oh, right. Danny. Um uh, it was the guy from Steps was playing who did the one song. Um Oh, beauty school dropout. That's it. Yeah, he did that. Uh, it was the dark head Lee. Was it? Lee Lashford Evans. That's it. <laughs> he was in it. <laughs> he did one song, but that's the only one I remember in it. But it was a good production. I thought it was really good. But the movie, obviously, is a timeless classic. We oh, well, that over and over again. Yeah, you know, and it's again great songs, timeless songs. Everybody knows one song from Greece. I'm sure. I'm really sure they do. Yeah. And and of course, without realising it until we all grew up, how risque it really was. It's really rude. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah. lots of um, <laughs> shit and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> well, the, rip, the pussy wagon. Pussy, yeah, no. pussy wagon. Yeah, yeah. I must say, we went and saw it. Well, we were in London for a weekend. I'll tell you what. This, we were, my, my wife and I were only talking about this a couple of days ago. There were times back before children. Where we would take the dogs for a walk, or take the dog for a walk on a Sunday morning, and go, "Do you fancy having lunch in London?" Yeah, okay. <laughs> and we'd pop onto a train, and we'd, you know, we'd go and have lunch at Planet Hollywood or something stupid like that, just on a whim because we had yeah. no reason to not be anywhere else, you know. Yeah. But we did. We we went to London for a weekend, and we thought, should we go see if we can get like standby tickets for a show. We thought, we'll go and see Greece. Oh, okay. So we go to the, the the box office and they said, yeah, we've got a couple of tickets, but the, the, the show's starting in like 10 minutes, not well, five minutes if you want to go and get the tickets. Yeah, okay, 25 quid each, I think they were. So they said, yeah, follow that gentleman there and he'll take you to your seats. So we're like, we can hear the band sort of like warming up. So we're running to the seats, running to the seats. We open up and it's the Royal Box. (laughs) (laughs) We sit in the box and of course people down the plebs sitting in the normal seats are all looking up going, oh, who's that? I wonder who that is. And we were literally at the start of the performance. You had Danny and Sandy either side, a bit like Romeo and Juliet uh, singing to each other. And I was literally, I don't know, 10 feet away from Debbie Gibson. Wow. That's, oh, that's I thought, the one I saw. Oh, is it? Yeah, with Craig yeah. McLaughlin, I think. Craig was, McLaughlin. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and then Shane Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah. 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 And it was amazing. We were, like, in front of the band. It was, like, mental. You, can, you never could have bought tickets as good as that, you know? It was absolutely crazy. Um, but the, the, the movie... One of my absolute crushes, Olivia Newton-John. Even mm. now, I still I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I, yeah, you're, you're right, Neil. It's, there isn't a, a bad song in that movie, um, no. and it is a lot more risque than than you thought. People, of. Yeah, people. I can remember having the, the 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 book it had the pictures in it and the <coughs> them doing the moonies out of the car and stuff. And showing yeah, that's it. Oh, good times. <laughs> yeah. uh, number six for me, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with uh, Gene Wilder, 
Um, I mean, it is a musical, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, Christ, like, yeah, yeah. Four or five months. Well, the, the Oompa Loompas. There you go, yeah. And uh, the Candyman. That's it. Uh, where he twats a little girl with the uh, with the, the camera. Yeah, <laughs> the that's the dog. And Gene Wilder, uh, one of my absolute comedy heroes, Gene Wilder. Um, I don't think he ever did a bad movie. Mm. Maybe in the later days with Richard Pryor, he maybe did a couple of <laughs> really bad ones. But yeah, to me, that's um, yes, one of his greatest performances. Songs. And but always they brought that to stage, didn't they? Um, it was at the um, Drury Lane. They did it with. Um, Oh, I can't think who played Willy Wonka now. Um, but they did a rehash of that, didn't they? A revision oh, of didn't that. Didn't not, not, not long ago. Hodge, what's his name? Douglas Hodge, is it? Mm-hmm. He oh. played Willy Wonka and apparently he was phenomenal. He's okay. really good. He was in Le yeah. Fall as well. He was amazing. Oh, right. Yeah. And Timothy Chalamet apparently has just finished filming. That's yes. Right. Yeah. In Oxford. Where I'm yeah, in Oxford and in Gloucester. And in Gloucester. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet in Gloucester. Look at that. Absolutely. Uh, okay, then. Uh, Ruth, your number five, please. Uh, the Sound of Music. Ooh. Great, great musical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought somebody else was going to say that. It was in their top ten, but yeah, no, it's I mean, not. No, it was in my honourables. You just sort of can't beat it, really. I mean, you can, obviously, four have. But, um, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I love it. I love it. And so I have a <laughs> I have a special relationship with the sound of music. Okay. Um, when I was um, a kid, and my my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and um, it, they used to come and stay at Christmas. And then, and one year, he and I were sitting in the front room. He was probably smoking cigarettes because that's what he did, but constantly. And he looked at me and he went, "Oh, you know, I haven't seen for ages, Ruth." And I went, "What's that?" Sound of Music and I went oh I think we've got that on VHS so I put it in and we watched it and you know the Sound of Music is long and so we watched it and we got to the end and we were like oh that was good and I rewound it and took the tape out because I was good like that I was I was always kind I always nice. and uh, I put it away and um and my granddad said Yes. And I went, yeah, I haven't seen for ages. <laughs> What's that? Yes. Went, Sound of music. And I went, I think we've got that on VHS. So I put it back in and we watched it again. And uh, and we got to the end. And he was like, oh, that was very good. And I went, yeah. Uh, rewound it, took it out, put it away. Do you know what I haven't seen for ages? <laughs> <laughs> I went, What's that? And he went, The Sound of Music. And I went, Oh, I don't think we've got that one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch it a third time but then um so I always loved it just because you know that's like a nice little memory of me and my granddad just watching it twice in six hours but then when I I was working in Argentina and um for various reasons uh we were spending a lot of time just kind of hanging around and there was only one one channel that was English and every day at two o'clock, they play the sound of music. <laughs> and like for about six weeks, like every other day, we'd go, Do you watch the sound of music? And we just watch the sound of music. And I I love it. I love it. Again, I don't think there's a bad song in it. No, I don't think so. Is, have you seen it on stage? Never seen it on stage. No, normally. Because for me, 
also this is what I realized I was watching it again recently and I realized that basically Christopher Plummer as Captain Von Trapp has been like the kind of template for all my male relationships <laughs> with men that I've ever had I'm like oh you know slightly stern emotionally unavailable but twinkly oh <laughs> 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 well, that's what you go for I want to buy I want to oh Christopher Plummer uh yeah so I, uh, we can't. I just can't beat Christopher Plummer and Julie Andrews. I think yeah, that's the thing. Amazing. Isn't it? She's just phenomenal. But, I mean, Christopher Plummer's just so beautiful that you're just like, well, I, I don't mind that he's a terrible man. Mm. Mm. Which is, you know, says well, a lot. you're going to get loads of men knocking on your door singing Edelweiss now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> For being really stern about it. Yeah, <laughs> with a real stern tone to their voice. <laughs> Oh dear! It's yeah. when, it's a bit like uh, with, um, a little, uh, Wizard of Oz with it's a staple at Christmas, isn't it? You, it's sort of like yeah. the Lord. you've got to watch it. You've got to yeah. watch it at Christmas. Got to you watch have to. It. Yeah. Well done. Good one. Uh, Neil, you said Little Shop of Horrors at number five. Yep. Uh, so my number five, talking of Baz Luhrmann, is Moulin Rouge. Oh, that's my number two. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm. I, I love the way that he uses modern songs and, and mashes them together and um, the Elephant Medley is fantastic mm. and, and it shows you again that Ewan McGregor is one of those kind of actors that can sort of do it all, is good at singing. The, his version of your song, I think, is phenomenal. Mm. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I just love the fact that it is... Well, it's Baz Luhrmann being Baz Luhrmann, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's, it's bawdy and gaudy and colourful and fast and weird and crazy, um, but with a great soundtrack. And um, I think I said on the previous episode, my daughters went and watched the 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 show in London of this and they left uh, at halftime. Um, during the interval because it just wasn't what the movie was they just i think they that their main problem was during the elephant medley it had things like take on me on it which isn't on the original right. i think they must put in uh, more got, well they always have more in the stage shows than they do yeah and, and it really upset my daughters <laughs> because they know the movie off by heart and so they were singing away and all of a sudden take on me comes on and they went, oh, fuck this shit, we're going to go get a drink. <laughs> so they left. Um, they, they weren't impressed. They said it looked amazing, but that, that just sort of tipped them over the edge. But um, that particular movie, uh, Neil, it's your number two. Yeah, so um, I remember watching it when it first came out. I went to see it. It wasn't a particularly full cinema, but I was literally blown away from the opening visuals to right through, you know, the narration over the top, the songs and everything like that. That I went back home uh, because I went on my own that night and said to my wife at the time, we just had our little boy, I said, come on, you're coming to the cinema. My mum's going to babysit. I need you to see this film. I was so excited for her to see this film because I thought it was just one of the best things I'd seen for ages. And I, afterwards, I was like all emotional and just, oh, wasn't that amazing? She went, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, did you not just see what I saw? But yes, I would love to see it on the stage. I, I think it's one of those ones, maybe when I'm up in London in the summer, I might try and see if I can get a ticket and go and see it and give it a go. Because I think it should work really well on the stage. It's got all the elements to be a good stage show, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why it didn't um Well, it might not just hit the, you know, hit the right yeah. note at the time, you know. Yeah. 
Well, never mind. Of course, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. Uh, Ruth, your number four, please. Uh, my number four is um, West Side Story. Okay. Okay. The uh, original, I take it. Both of them. Okay, I've not seen the new one yet. Uh, so I'm, I, I love the original. I'm aware there are problems with the fact that there's a white woman cast as a Hispanic woman and you know all of those historical things that are wrong um but the the I mean as a musical it's kind of perfect mm. you know the the music obviously is unbelievable and then you've got sometimes lyrics and you know I really struggle with this because I couldn't the reason why there's no sun time in here apart from this is because I couldn't fit one I was like oh right that's a really good one. Oh, that's a really good <laughs> I, I could have done you a top 10 sun time without you know, um, but, uh, you know, his lyrics are unbelievable. Um, and then, and then the dancing in the original is just, oh, oh that's so beautiful. So mm. beautiful. Um, and I was really nervous about watching the new one. And, uh, when I was sitting at home with COVID, I was like, well, <laughs> now's the time. Exactly. <laughs> um, mm. and I watched it and I, I think it's amazing and I think it's amazing in a very different way. So, um, one, they can all act, which is brilliant, which is not true of the original. Um, <laughs> two, they are all sing, they're all singing it, you know, and one, you know, cause obviously there was some voice dubbing in them, the original and what yeah. this one, they're all singing it and it's much more kind of, immediate and and the I don't think the dancing's I did miss the dancing the dancing's great don't get me wrong the choreography's good but it's not it's not that you know it's not but what is really great about it is as it's psychologically way more interesting right um the new script is just great and Mm. you know you you actually understand why these kids are like this like why are they like this because they have nothing, you know, they're really, they've been screwed over by the world. Mm. And America is not a great place to be, you know. Um, And it's, the guy playing Riff is just, he's so different. Because, you know, Russ Tamblin is like unbelievable and like, you know, Mr. Acrobatic and Mm. phenomenal. And then this new guy whose name I don't know um, is, he's like a street rat. Do you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. like I believe that this guy is a is could you know be in a gang and it's, and you know just and the deaths are so much more like oh gosh that is what it might be like if that was you know, it's just it's way more psychologically interesting and um, and sort of truthful and and it makes it even more I mean it, you know that's another one where I hear the I hear the opening bars and I'm like, <laughs> yay! You know, <laughs> like just a terrible, terrible mess. Yeah. And uh, and I does it, does okay it feel does it feel like a Spielberg movie? Could you? Could... I mean, I'm not really I, I'm not really someone who's good with movies. I forget movies very quickly. Right. And I, so my ex was I was telling him I was going. Remember when we went and saw that film? And he was going, what one? And I was describing it, and he was like. No, no. And then he, after about 10 minutes, he went, I think there's three films. You've put three films into one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <have I? laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm kind of, 
So I'm not, but I think, yes, I, yes, I think it does feel like one. I think it's, it, it, yeah, it feels very modern and very kind of, um, you know, that it's, it's beautiful. It's beautifully mm. filmed. Um, mm. And there's some, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's really wonderful. Really, I suppose really when I suppose when the big dinosaurs and the aliens walked through, then that gave it away. It was that was when I went, oh, there it is. There's there a big shark. There when there is. are sharks in it, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, well done. That's why I get the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Faced, his name is. Uh, plays oh, Riff. Mike he's Faced. so good. He's so. They're, they're all good. They're yeah. all great, and um, it's just it's beautifully done. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. for a few Oscars this weekend. Well, the it weekend is, is where we're recording this. Yeah, but, I believe yeah. it is up for a few, yeah. I yeah. mean, it should be. It's really, it's really good. And and I think when you're taking on something as to use the I word, yeah. iconic, as West Side Story, um, that's a big ask to, yeah. to take that on because people have, you know, it, it's a really, you know, sort of, Especially it's one I must watch. But you really should watch it. And I was really nervous about watching it because I thought I'm going to hate it. Mm. You know, and I didn't. I loved it and I'd watch it again because I think if I watched it again, I wouldn't have the kind of, you know, yeah, I'd know nerves. I'd be about to enjoy it. And it's, it's yeah, I, I just think it's a kind of perfect musical. That's mm. Again, yeah. look at the, you know, the, um, the source material, you know, you're already onto a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. Uh, I definitely need to see that without a shadow of a doubt. Neil, you're number three. Uh, sorry, no, you're number four, please. So, Bugsy Malone, another Alan Parker <gasps> I'm film. I'm so I've glad gotten. you said that. Yes, I love the movie Bugsy Malone. It hasn't dated to me at all. It hasn't aged. The songs are fantastic. I forget, I should have written it down. I forget the guy who wrote and uh, recorded all the songs now. Um, but they are timeless. I've even got the soundtrack on, well, I had it originally on cassette and I've now got it on CD. Um, and it's one of the films that I've introduced my son to, who's a budding musician, and he still loves it. Yeah. Um, but what a cast. Jodie Foster, how great was she in that? Scott Bow, anyway, fantastic. Paul and Williams. Then, Paul Williams did Paul he? Williams, that's it. Who wrote um, from the Muppet Show? Yeah, Rainbow Connection. He did, but his voice and the singing in that is just—it's lovely songs, aren't they? They yeah. really are lovely songs, and I love the fact that you know they're all the kids playing adults and uh, the pedal cars, and how we all wanted a splurge gun when we were growing up. Now I've never seen it on stage. I've heard it's not. It doesn't quite work as well as the movie did. I don't see how it could. Yeah, but they do do it. It seems to be very popular within the schools, doesn't it, yeah. to do, for yeah. obvious reasons. But, yeah, I just think it's a timeless classic. It really is. <laughs> and my, like I said before, Michael Jackson. <coughs> yeah. Which I only, re- I only found out recently. What's that? Sorry. Michael I'm... Jackson's in it. No, he isn't, is he? Yeah, genuinely. Um, I can't even remember what character he played. I was reading. I was reading a story. Razamataz. There you are, Razamataz. That's Michael Jackson. Is it? Yeah. There so, um, so and Dexter look Fletcher's in it, isn't it? Looking at later on, he's a very yeah, very little Dexter Fletcher in that. But yeah, it's it's great. 
and uh, just shows what a great director Alan Parker was, really. Yeah. God me, God rest his soul. Yeah, some great movies. Bonnie Langford is in it as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. her in it. She was the squealing. She's the one little... who's uh, auditioning. That's it. And that's when Mark Curry, Mark Curry's her, her little um, uh, sort of sidekick. Uh, I'm going to have to look at it again. I'm definitely going to watch that. <laughs> I know, movie. a bit too well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realise he was in it. But there you go, you find yes, things out yeah. all the time. But yeah, great. And we obviously, uh, we've uh, done our own version of that song at the end, the classic... Um, yeah, one of our one of our love. Yeah, we did that at our few of our live shows. It's a lovely song. <laughs> That's the one. But great, great songs. Great songs. Nice one, Neil. Uh my number four, another one that should be watched during Christmas time, White Christmas. Aww. Aww. You have to have White Christmas. Um I'm a massive Bing Crosby fan. Um I just think it doesn't matter what kind of movies and the whole thing about him in his personal life. Some say that he was a bad dad. Some say he wasn't. It doesn't matter to me in regards to what he does up on the screen. He's effortless as a singer. He's got one of those voices that as soon as he starts singing, you know that it's Bing Crosby, but him and Danny Kay together. Um, there's, there's a couple of the numbers in there. I can take or leave. Um, the, the, what is it? The um, choreography number mm. in there is when I, I normally will wind on or just jump because I just I just want to get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the guy that plays the, um, the, the the sergeant or the whoever he was, I can't remember his name. It's, it's terrible. But the whole storyline, uh, I've forgotten everybody's name that's in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary Clooney, Rosemary yeah. Clooney, yeah. and then the other lady I can never remember her name, but has got the smallest waist I've ever seen <laughs> on a lady. But she's an amazing dancer. It's just a fantastic movie to watch during Christmas. Time. It's a great film. It's I watched it movie. when it isn't Christmas. I'll, I'll watch it anytime. Why but that not? last scene when they open up the doors and it's snowing outside yeah. gets, me, gets me every time. Gets me every time. <sighs> anyway, uh, number three, please, for you, Ruth. Number three for me is Singing in the Rain. Oh, I love Singing in the Rain. Partly because I'm in, well, mostly, Gene Kelly. Like, Gene he's a, Kelly. He's a perfect human. Yeah. He's just yeah. perfect. Yeah. The way he sings, the way he dances. And of course, the classic song that he sang in the rain, he was very ill, wasn't he? He was, he had like a massive temperature and was yeah. like, so here's, the, here's another thing. I remember saying once, like, oh, I wish I would, oh, I'd love to go out with Gene Kelly. And uh, a friend of mine went, you are, because my boyfriend at the time is um, a great dancer, a really beautiful singer, great actor, and has that same drive that Gene Kelly has, where it's like, no, I might be ill, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I... I am going out with Gene Kelly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I think Gene Kelly's just beautiful. He's so beautiful. And you know, there's always that thing like, yeah, Fred Astaire's a beautiful dancer and all of that. I get it and I, I see all that. But there's something about Gene Kelly that hits me, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the heart when he mm-hmm. moves. I'm like, oh, it's so sort of robust. And, um, and it's such a great, it's such a great, musical as a whole like you know there's 
you know, that's Danny Kay again as well, isn't it? No, that's um not Danny Kay. Um oh, make name? him laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh god, oh, I'm gonna have to look all right. Know it. Him, him. It's him. Yeah, Donald so the, O'Connor. That's, that's it. it. So the two of them and um and then Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Um and but also the woman who plays the um I can't that one. <laughs> yes. I can't uh, I love her. She's a comedy genius. And um I, I just think it's beautiful. I think everything about it is beautiful and uh and sort of perfect. And it's it's so light. Mm, yeah. There's nothing you know, like I've been saying, like so many of them are overwrought and you know, and that's sort of what you love about them. But this one's like the opposite. Like it's just little little bubbles of happy mm. joy yeah and i just think it's um oh it's just i if i'm ever feeling ill i watch that in the philadelphia story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if an if if an alien came down and you wanted to show them what an mgm musical was you'd That'd show the them one. in the rain That'd be the one. yeah, yeah because so, it's yeah. got absolutely everything um i'm the same with, uh, as you ruth with gene kelly i've loved him from when I was a little kid, my mum loves MGM musicals. And the thing is that Fred Astaire looks like a dancer. Yeah. He's got that poise like a dancer. Gene Kelly looks like a normal person. But as yeah. soon as he starts moving, he has this sort of uh, ordinary grace. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. way. He looks like a normal person, but that but he dances like I don't know. I don't know how to how to explain it, but dances he's like a dream. Yes, mm. he does. But he and even and he gets to dance with Jerry Mouse and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and all the, and like Sid Charisse and all these amazing women that he's dancing with. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh my goodness, and also that he was so like so strict about it and so like this is what it should be and this, yeah, you know, I mm. love that. I sort of love that. I in yeah. work, I love that. Like I'm like, yeah. It need, I like the the rigor of it. Mm. Yeah, um, and you yeah. watch them do these these dance routines, and then they finish, and they're not even like breathing heavy or panting. <laughs> it's just <laughs> crazy. Just hanging out. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Right, uh, Neil, you said th- uh, number three, Wizard of Oz. It was. Uh, I said number three, Grease. Oh. So, uh, Ruth, it's back to you for your number two. My number two is, so now this is where I move away from um, films completely. My number two is Come From Away. I don't know if you've seen it. What was it called again, sorry? Come From Away. No, I've not seen Come that one. Away. No, I've not. No. But when you're in London, okay. do yourselves a favour and go and see Come From Away. It's okay. absolutely bloody brilliant. It's um, it doesn't. It's straight through. It's like sh- short, you know, like 70, 90 minutes or something. I don't think there's any interval in it. I think I'm right saying that. Um, and it's it's basically it's set in um, Gander, which is in Newfoundland. And Gander, um, when you know air travel first started, Gander was where everyone, all the planes would stop to refuel, right, and then carry on to the uh, North America. Uh, and obviously, as planes don't need to stop and refuel anymore, Gander doesn't have that, but it's got this airport. Um, but it's a very small Newfoundland town, tiny, you know. And um, it, this sounds like it's going to be bleak. Go go with me. Uh, it, <laughs> when 9-11 happened, um, they were grounding all the planes. 
obviously and they all the planes that were on their way to the states were grounded in Gander. So they had like, I can't remember how many planes, there were like 30 planes or something full of, you know, like transatlantic flights. Um, and these people were just on these planes and they had to be accommodated and put up in this tiny town with like, you know, I don't know how many people there are, not many. I can't remember the details, like 4,000 people live there. Or something. Right. Teeny tiny. And um, and people open their homes and, um, you know, uh, the works to them, to these people who were just, who were also terrified because no one knew what was going on. Right, right. And um, and they just stay in Gander for, I, I, I can't remember how long they're there for. And it's just the most uplifting, joyful, wonderful thing I've ever watched the music's great it's all very um folky um and it's absolutely brilliant and it's uh that i think the first musical the only musical i've ever been to where people were the audience were palpably waiting for the end of the last note so they could stand up and applaud really could, could barely wait to get out of their seats because it's so um exuberant and joyful and and um sort of life affirming and 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 you know even though it's talking about some stuff that's really sad yeah. horribly sad um but it's so life affirming and so beautiful um really really go and see it i cannot stress enough how great it is i i know people have been like four or five times they just go for a little top up yeah right. yeah well i put it on my list to go please, and see i'm in see london it. soon so yeah uh, I, the you, thing is, will not regret it. <laughs> yeah, how many how many shows are there like this that that people don't sort of get to hear about that are like these these nuggets of gold? Yeah, loads, probably loads, loads tons. and loads, tons. There you go, Neil. You'll have to um, let us know what you think when you go and see yeah. it. Yeah, well, I'll try and go and see it and have a look. I'll be messaging Ruth. Oh, for God damn He'll it. be there at the end. He'll go, Ruth, oh, said this was supposed to be brilliant. I want my money back. <laughs> oh, dear. Right then, Neil, you said uh, Moulin Rouge for number two. I did. Uh, my number two is a song that always makes, uh, a movie that always makes me cry. Um, it's probably a bit passe now, but The Greatest Showman. I have to put it on there. I have to put it on there. I remember going to see it at the cinema. My, my wife said, let's go and see this. And I went, right, okay, we'll go and see it. And I sat there with my arms folded all the way through it. And then we come out of the cinema. My wife said, you hated that, didn't you? I said, I fucking love it. <laughs> we got, the, we got the, the soundtrack. It was like, I couldn't, I went and I think I saw it like seven or eight times. Every single time it made me cry. Yeah. And I beautiful. didn't know, because it's, it's not, an amazing movie it's a bit of a and also the whole thing about you know he was a mm. bit of a wanker in real life he yeah. wasn't he wasn't the Hugh Jackman that Hugh Jackman portrays you know he wasn't that kind of guy but there's just some gold some thing about that movie that just works every song in it is fantastic yeah um and I still I still watch it now and will will cry will cry at certain moments in that movie and I don't know what it is there's sometimes when you get a movie and you go yeah 
because it's a beautiful song and because that moment really gets me. I still don't know why I love that movie so much. It's very, very strange. I think that's another one that's life affirming. It's, yeah. It's, it's joyful, even mm. when it's being, you know, not joyful. It's joyful. Yeah. 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 Joy and beauty are very, I mean, I don't know if you've watched uh, the Great Pottery Throwdown, but Keith cries at beauty all the time. So <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Pretty, uh, <laughs> Another one to go on the list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Right, so we've come to our number one. So before we uh, reveal our number ones, uh, Ruth, do you want to give us your countdown from 10 to 2, please? Oh, crikey, I've forgotten them. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Number 10 yes. was... Waitress. Number 10? Waitress. Oh, Waitress. Oh, Waitress, wasn't it? Yeah. I had Waitress at number 10. Coming in at number 9, Jesus Christ Superstar. The last five years at number 8. Hamilton, number 7. Number 6, Les Mis. Number 5 was Sound of Music. Number 4, West Side Story. Both. Number 3, Singing in the Rain. And number 2... Come from away. Wonderfully done. Neil, you're 10 to 2, please. Okay, so it's Pink Floyd's The Wall, the movie version. Number nine is Viva Las Vegas. Number eight, South Park, the movie. Number seven, Oliver, stage and film. Number six, Grease, stage and film. Number five, Little Shop of Horrors. Number four, Bugsy Malone. Number three, Wizard of Oz. Number two, Moulin Rouge. Wonderful. And mine was number 10, The Blues Brothers. (laughs) Nine, Wizard of Oz. Eight, Little Shop of Horrors. Seven, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Six, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Five, Moulin Rouge. Four, White Christmas. Three, Grease. And two, The Greatest Showman. Okay. Uh, Ruth, what is your number one musical of all time? No, I I do really need to say, before I do my number one, that that I know there's no Sondheim in here, and I have... I literally have 10 sometimes written down and um, it's because I couldn't pick a favourite one. That's fine. Fair enough. But they're probably, they're probably like 1A, all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like one star. They're like. Yeah. But in your alternate, alternate universe, you could have a top 10 of Sondheim. They could all be like number one, but yeah, I tell you. I just want to make it clear that I'm not ignoring Sondheim. Okay. He was, you know, the God of it all. However, my number one is uh, Fun Home. Oh, Fun Home. Fun Home. So Fun Home is based on a graphic novel by um, Alison Bechdel. You know the Bechdel test? You know the no. Bechdel test about women, like are two women in a scene not talking about a man? Ah, no, right, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Alison Bechdel, or Be- Bechdel, or I think it's Bechdel. Um, and she wrote this... Um, a graphic novel about her relationship with her father and they turned it into a musical and I we went and saw it when we were in um when we were in New York doing Showstopper we just were like right we're going to go and see all these things that you know we saw as many things as we could and one of them was Fun Home and we all went and everything about it was perfect so the the set and the staging was perfect so it was in a kind of like almost an oval a lozenge shape and the set kind of came up through the floor and down again so you never had no sight lines so the set would like pop up and then pop down and pop up and you know pianos would come up in different places 
Um, the sound design was phenomenal. Like I could hear every note and I could hear every word. And I didn't, have, it wasn't, it was clear as well. Um, the acting, the performances were oh, unbelievable. Even, and they have kids in it. And you know, we, we all know that that can be dangerous. Yeah. Um, the kids were phenomenal. Like, um, and so basically, um, Alison is played by three actresses. Uh, so one's a kid, one's her at college, and then one's her as an adult. Um, and <coughs> and then the music is just glorious. It's it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, and the the songs are all incredible, and the story is heartbreakingly beautiful. And um, <laughs> it finished. <laughs> it finished. We were all sitting there, like everyone was in their own little. And I looked down the line, and there was not a dry eye. There were just like ten people like this. Oh, oh God, <laughs> broken by how utterly beautiful it was. I, I mean, the problem is it's not. So it did come to the UK. It was, I think, the Young Vic did it, um, but it's not on that often. Uh, but it is unbelievable. unbelievable. So worth finding it if you can. If you can find it anywhere, even if you just listen to the music, just listen to the the, the cast recording. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's it's just lovely. It's lovely. Wow, this list is getting ever longer, Neil. <laughs> I know, I know. That I sounds love that we have, really, We've hardly really had any crossover. Oh, we haven't. Many. It's not, again, it always surprises me. I always go into these top tens thinking there's going to be loads of crossover and we'll be done within like 20 minutes. But yeah. this has been, and it's also great because you get to find out ones that you've never, I've, I've, what's that, one, two, three... There's at least three in your top yeah. ten that I've never heard of before. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. It gives you a chance to to just I mean, like I say, Hamilton, I would never have right? seeked that out. Do you know what I mean? I would never have seeked that out. But uh, uh Yeah, absolutely. Go on then, Neil, you're number one, which I believe well, we should know what it is. Yeah, probably everybody does. It's the Rocky Horror show or the Rocky Horror Picture Show, if it's the movie version. Both will do. I love seeing it on the stage. Jonathan Morris, who was in um, Bread, remember him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He played Frankenfurter. Patricia Quinn redid um, Magenta. She came back and did that on stage. Um, Apparently, uh, Richard O'Brien was in the audience, but I didn't see him. but the whole thing was superb. Nicholas Parsons was the narrator and Dr. Scott. Um, I just loved the whole thing. I loved Tim Curry's version, I think. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he grew to hate that, didn't he? Um, because everybody just talked to him about that for years. And I believe it, he hated it and then re-loved it again when he got older. That's why he gained a lot of weight, apparently, from the, the aftermath. I was reading an interview. Mm. Um, because he was so anti being that slim and everything that he binged. That's but, my um, excuse as well. That's why <laughs> I <laughs> on the pants. But you haven't taken the stockings off those pants. No, I haven't. No, I keep them on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all the songs are, are just, uh, I know we say it all the time with all the musicals we got. I think they're just all classic. They're all timeless wonders. You know, you got hit songs in there. Uh, everybody knows. And I've got a lovely relationship with this movie. I saw it far too young. that I didn't quite realise everything that was going on. But it was smitten with the songs. I still watch it regularly now. Um, 
yeah, I just, I, th- I don't know. There's something about that musical that really makes me feel good and happy and fun. And it's got a strong message for today as well. It really has. So, but it's good that you topped and so you started off with something really depressing and you finished yeah. off with something that, was, that, that, that sort of made you laugh and makes yeah. you feel good. So that's it does good. make me feel really good watching it. And the movie, I just think Tim Curry's voice is absolutely beautiful. No, it's oh, yeah. Yeah, it really is such a voice. Isn't but it? also scary at the same time. He's also very, very scary. What, Tim Curry? Oh, Tim Curry, without a doubt. Well, not in Rocky Horror Show. Oh, I, I, he always gives me the willies. Oh, really? Not in a good way, either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I've never found him to be scary. Have that? you not? No. Oh, I just find he's got that, that little, just a little bit of danger in that. Oh, he's definitely thought... got some danger. Yeah. Yeah, danger, but not scary. I thought, oh, there's a party I'd like he's to quite scary in Legend, isn't he? Oh, yeah. he's very scary in Legend. Yeah. And Home yeah. Alone 2. He's very scary oh, yeah. in Home Alone 2. And the Muppets Treasure Island. Okay, my number one obviously is Hamilton, and I think we've said enough about Hamilton yeah, before I really start crying. Yeah. You have to I watch will it. Get my ass into gear. Easter. There you go. Perfect Easter view. Perfect. Yes. Uh, before we finish, we've got some honourable mentions. Michelle Cook Dunwoody said Greece is my number one, and then closely followed by Lion King and Mary Poppins. Obviously, oh, she no Disney though. Yeah, but she didn't know the, the Disney criteria. Yeah. Uh, Owen oh, Greatest Showman is up there in my number one too. So she's a bit like you with Sondheim, Ruth. She's got loads of number ones all lined up. Stu Grant said the Blues Brothers all day long. Karen Clark says Les Mis for me. Uh, Mamma Mia for him, which I'm assuming is uh, her partner. Due to its feel good factor. Uh, Janine Bender said I like a chorus line. Such great. Oh, that's a oh, good yeah, one. That is. I've forgotten that. Oh my goodness! I hope I get it. Got it. Hope I get it. <laughs> Kristen <laughs> Osuna. Really here you go. Kristen Osuna Larson said, "Come from away is amazing. So go. many feels. Yes, so many feels. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, Book of Mormon, a chorus line, Phantom, Hamilton, surprisingly frozen was really good too. I could <laughs> go on for far too long. Can't wait to listen and hear your lists. So you'll be well made up with the fact that come from away is." In ruthless look. Yeah. Uh, Kim Mendes says Greece. Mary Jane Sims says my daughter Alexi Pearl loves Hamilton. She knows the words to every song. She is deaf and wears bilateral hearing aids. Oh. She loved the live show. The acoustics at the theatre were amazing and she could hear most of it quite well. Uh, it would be so good if they had signing available at theatres though. There yeah. you go. Well, Ruth will do what she can. She knows all the big wigs at uh, the I London do. Theatre. We, had, <laughs> we have had a signer um, for Showstopper once when we were doing a, a thing at West End Live or the, the Olivier's, I think. And it was really exciting for them because obviously we were improvising it. Right, so they're right. having to sign it, like going, oh, what are they going to say? You oh, know? my yeah. God, yeah. It was really fun. So, we, I mean, we'd love to do stuff like that. It'd be great to have signers. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree, yeah. And finally, Sean Robbins, uh, a man after your heart, Neil. I love South Park, the movie. It is a musical, and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I think it's a musical, and I think it would benefit getting up on stage somewhere. Those yeah. songs are worthy of everybody hearing. Mm. Let's upset a few folk. I can't well, I believe we also s- haven't mentioned Team America World Police, which I uh, think well, cool. yeah, um, one of the greatest sex scenes ever in a movie. <laughs> one of the yeah. greatest sex scenes without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, uh, Neil, where greatest... was Book of Mormon in your top ten then? 
Do you know I forgot to put it in there because <laughs> I no the reason being is I like I said to you it's all ones that I've watched or had experiences with very recently that helped me. If I'd have sat there, I'd have been it was I could have done a list of thirty quite easily. Uh, I, I did it. so easily, and yeah. we, I even was like in a, on Monday night in the dressing room. I said to all the other showstoppers, I was like, right, come on, everyone, top ten musicals. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the I could tell you ones that you you definitely never heard of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. even big classics like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I know that's a fan yeah. yeah, and it could go Hilda, like you could have like that's yeah. an amazing musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so apart from Showstoppers, and well, anything else that you got coming up, Ruth? That uh, um, I'm just about to go on tour with um, Paul Merton's Impro Chums. Oh, oh, nice. I'm doing some of the dates, not all of them, um, but some of the dates of that. So that's good. Nice. Uh, so that starts next week, this this week, I think, but I don't start till next week. Right. Um, and So how do you prepare then, for that? Or do you? Do you not bother preparing? You, you just turn up and whatever happens, happens. Turn up. We all hang out, have a chat, do a little warm-up. Get on, that's it. Do some, nice. some make-em-ups. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds good. Uh, and then... I'll come back and have a bit of a break because I just did, because I've basically done back-to-back jobs with COVID in the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the plan, but that's what's happened. Uh, and then I've got a little break and then Showstopper goes up to Edinburgh and there's a couple of other shows that um, might happen up there as well. And then the uh, the show that I just did in Northampton might be, fingers crossed, uh, might be touring at the end of the year. Oh, nice. So busy. Good. Nice. That's After great. Years of- <laughs> yeah. yeah, of nothing. I'm not sure whether, because we did speak to you for our This Country podcast, which was, I think that was during COVID, wasn't it? it I was, think it was. Yeah. It was, I think, just after I'd had my first bout. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure whether I said this before, but I want to say thank you to you for like one of the greatest outtakes and bloopers I've ever seen from Man Dang with the Cockeyed Christ. Because <laughs> I always piss myself. I piss myself just at the two of you, you and um, Greg Davis, just trying to get through that scene. Couldn't, it's just... couldn't get through it. And it was his fault. It was totally his. It looks like it's my fault because he yeah. goes, come on, mate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's got, he's got, he's got a cup. At his mouth, so no one, the camera can't see that he's literally snorting with laughter at me. Right, as I'm t- so it was totally his fault. I I maintain it was it, it, terrible. Yeah, we were very badly behaved. Oh, that's so funny <laughs> oh, then. Well, so we've funny. known each other for so long. Like when you've known someone for that long, like you know, it's very yeah. hard to be serious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so good. Oh, I so did. Good. I love doing that. That was. Yeah, because wasn't Tony Robinson was your dad? In it, Tony Robinson it? was my dad. I spent basically we spent like a week just in the woods around the back of Pinewoods, just driving around on um, you know those um trailers where you're driving the car but you're not. It's on yeah. a duck thing, and um you know crashing caravans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone fancies, I mean, man down. I came very late to that but if anyone wants us i think it's on netflix now I it think. is on I netflix is, yeah. 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 yeah i said so so watch it because it is really really good very it's funny. very yeah. funny and, and it was one of amazing the, in it really. oh thank you it's one yeah. of the one of the things i've loved doing the yeah most, i think mm, but yeah. greg gave me the greatest uh note like direction 
because when I went in for the audition, I went in for a, a different part completely, and um, and with the it was someone who looked like him, and we we finished the audition, and he went, mate, with the best will in the world. <laughs> We don't really look like each other. Like, <laughs> we definitely don't. And um, and and he said, um, but there's this other character. Are you free? Would you sit and read for it? You know, I know you haven't had any of the sides or any of the. And I went, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I will. Uh, and he was. I said, so what is she like? And he said, she's she's like a broken Alan Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the best direction I've ever had. She's like a broken Alan Bennett. Oh, that That's was perfect. Really uh, okay. Before we say our goodbyes, Neil, do you want to just uh, run through how everyone can get in touch? And all uh, Of course I can. You can find us on all the social medias at Top10Pods. Do give us a click, give us a like, give us a follow. You can email us at top10pods at hotmail.com where you can suggest some top tens if you do wish so. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods where there's all sorts of rewards you can get and even be a guest yourself or check out all the links via link tree you can find the link in the show notes and please come and subscribe and leave us a review and rating anywhere you get your podcast from thank you very much ruth it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you again i'm oh, so glad that you're you. feeling a lot better now i am thank you sorry for any coughing that uh, no don't that worry about it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you again. So good luck with everything in the future, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll speak again, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll we'll get on with the list, and we'll we'll get back to you and let you know what yeah, we think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Ruth. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Ruth. Thank you very much, everybody else. And let's go start the countdown. Ten, nine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.